the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery, with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. This is the Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Hour number two is underway now, eight minutes past 10 o'clock. Good morning. Thanks for joining us on this Thursday. It's the eighth morning of the seventh month of the year of our Lord, 2021. Thanks again to Senate candidate J.D. Vance for coming on and answering some tough questions about Donald Trump, past and present. Uh, if you missed that interview, listen to it live. Or not live. You can't do it live. We already did it live. Listen to it on recording at whkradio.com. It's on the podcast page there. Our number one should be posted momentarily. So if you missed that, listen to it. And then uh, I'd love to hear your response to it uh, coming up at 1035. But now, as it is a Thursday, we welcome our regular Thursday guest for commentary. Uh, so exquisite, Dr. Everett Piper. Dr. Piper is a best-selling author. Dr. Piper is a former university president. He's also a podcast host in Oklahoma. And he's a weekly columnist for the Washington Times. Dr. Piper, good morning. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, Bob. Belated, happy 4th of July to you. Thank you, and thank you, L.A. We can't say it enough. After all, enough hate was thrown at it on the 4th of July. We should probably spend a few days reminding everybody that it was a gl- that it is a glorious country. Um, Dr. Piper, we've got three subjects that we're going to discuss here. One is going to be cancel culture, one is going to be critical race theory, and the other one is going to be a song. Do you want to hear the song now or later? <laughs> you, your call. You're, you're the boss. <laughs> I, I, I feel, though, if I do this now, it may dominate the rest of the uh, segment that we have, and we won't be able to get to the others, but what the heck. Uh, this is a small taste of a four-and-a-half-minute song that was performed by something called the San Francisco Gay Men's Chorus, and I want you to listen very carefully to the lyrics for the portion of it that, the portion of it that I will play. We'll convert your children bit by bit quietly and subtly and you will barely notice it you can keep him from disco warn about san francisco make him wear pleated pants we don't care we'll 
won't convert your children. We'll make them tolerant and fair. At first, I didn't get why you'd be so scared of us turning your children into accepting, caring people, but I see now why you'd have a problem with that. Just like you worried, they'll change their group of friends. You won't approve of where they go at night to protest. But when you'll be disgusted, when they start finding things online that you've kept far from their sight. Like information Guess what? You'll still be alright We'll convert your children Yes, we will Reaching one and all There's really no escaping it Cause even Grandma likes RuPaul And the world's getting kinder Gen Z's gayer than grinder. Learn to love, learn to vogue Face your face all right, I think you get the idea here. That is about as much of it as I can uh, tolerate giving you at the moment. Um, I heard a dial tone in the middle of that. Did we lose Dr. Piper? I'm Dr. still here. You're there. Okay, I heard a dial tone or what sounded like a dial tone. I thought maybe your call dropped. Okay. So, Dr. Piper. I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't take it. I hung up. <laughs> okay. I, I had a brief moment of fleeting thought that that might have happened, but you've heard it before. <laughs> and you actually you shared it with me, so I knew you could take it. All right, Dr. Piper. Um, you, you sent this to me uh, with a message, and I think you, this was actually on your uh, Twitter feed, too. I could be mistaken about that. Um, but you said they are just in your face about it now. They're making no bones about it. They're not trying to hide it. They are coming for your children, targeting them with the quote-unquote gay agenda. And I'll let you take it from there. Well, you know, there is an actual common thread between this and critical race theory and cancel culture. It's all the same thing. You and I will not be tolerated. We won't. And anybody listening to your show, you or me or both of us together right now, or anybody else is listening to you or anybody else that smacks of a conservative traditionalist, you don't even have to wave the banner of Christianity any longer. That isn't even necessary for you to be canceled, for you to be mocked, for you to be ridiculed, for you to be labeled as dangerous to culture. And even your kids, they're actually telling you that they're going to come after your children, that they will convert your children, that they will use propaganda, what they called information mockingly in that song, to steal your child's heart, mind, and soul. And they're not even waiting until they're 14, 15, 16, or 18. They're coming after your children in elementary school through this debauched agenda. Jesus himself warned us of this, guys. Jesus said, It is better for you to have a millstone tied around your neck and be cast into the sea than to lead one of these little ones astray. I can't think of anything more damning that Jesus said than that. The Piper paraphrase of what Jesus just said is that you will be damned to hell if you make a practice of intentionally leading these little ones astray. And they are mocking you. They are celebrating the fact that they are going to convert your children, and they're telling you, you can do nothing about it. If we don't wake up and recognize this challenge, then I would argue we are complicit in leading these little ones astray. I don't know how anybody can let their kids go to these schools any longer that openly celebrates this. And this is what the National Association of Education 
or National Education Educational Association, the NEA. That's what they're saying they're doing right now. They're celebrating this. You've got three million teachers nationwide that are part of the NEA, and they are telling you that this is part of their agenda, that they agree with this song. I could go on and on. Like you said, this could dominate the whole show, Bob, but this is the critical thing for our future. If we lose our kids, we lose our country. If we lose our kids, we have sacrificed their soul on the altar of this worship of self above all else. <clears throat> couple of follow-ups, Dr. Piper. Um, it's It's... Somewhat clear, but it can be questioned what the actual agenda of the song is when they say we we will convert your children. Do they mean we will convert your children from being heterosexual into being homosexuals, which I think is very clear in a lot of the lyrics that we heard, but then they drop in the we'll teach them to be fair and tolerant part, saying we, we will just teach them to like homosexuals more and stop uh, you know uh, uh, bullying us, etc. If the first is true... Does it not fly in the face of what the gay agenda has said forever? And that is that we're born this way. It's not a choice. It's not a lifestyle choice or an attraction thing. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's how we're born. Now they're saying we'll convert them, which means we'll take them from what they were born and make them one of us. And if it's one, if it's the latter, uh, you know, that it's just we'll teach your children and convert them into being more tolerant. The hypocrisy is what I have such a problem with because the the last thing in the world that the LGBTQXYZ agenda is is tolerant. They're absolutely intolerant of anybody that doesn't march in the parade with them and wave the rainbow flag for them, calling them homophobic if they don't greenlight all of the um, elements of their of their agenda. So how do you how do you take that? Well, you have to take it in context. We listen to all uh, information. We, we, we consume all information in context. I'm going to listen to you in context, and if you say something that is kind of a standalone comment that seems weird to me, I'm going to go out and evaluate your comment in terms of the total paragraph or the entire page of your commentary. That's, that's a smart way. That's the, that's the intelligent way to consume information. So when they say we're going to convert your children and they smile and they mock and they tell us that we can do nothing about that, and then they throw in that little tagline at the end, we're going, to be, we're going to convert them to be tolerant and fair. Well, what do they mean by that? Their definition of tolerance is to not tolerate you and me. Right. Their definition of fairness is that it's going, they're going to silence those of us who believe that we should be treated fairly. So it's a self-refuting claim. The progressive left, the LGBTQ rainbow cabal, the CRT, critical race theory cabal, is self-refuting. They say they believe in tolerance. They say they believe in openness. They say they believe that fairness is important to them. But then they prove themselves to be the exact opposite in the very next sentence. So we've got to take their claims in context. And their claims, like you said, are anything but tolerant anything but fair, anything but inclusive, because they openly are going to exclude you as a parent from the very process of raising your children. What about the former? What, what if they're really meaning what they say literally? We'll convert your children over and over and over again to homosexuality. What if that is what the meaning is? And, and I tend to think that it is, Dr. Piper, because of the one line in that strange little uh, ditty uh, that said... Um, 
uh, Gen Z is gayer than, uh, what did they say, gayer than something or another. But saying that the youngest generation, the current uh, rising generation of, of, you know, uh, uh, of, of teenagers and, and, and uh, elementary school age students, that they're gayer than any generation before. Well, again, if the belief is that homosexuality is something you're born with, how do you justify or how do you argue that there were just a massive number of uh, gay people born in the Gen Z generation? Well, again, they don't believe that. And I think that's the point of your rhetorical question. They don't believe that you're born that way, per se, because they believe in gender fluidity. Now, you can't have gender fluidity, meaning you choose your gender on a fluid basis, that what I think I am today may not be what I think I am tomorrow, and it doesn't matter. Just celebrate and embrace whatever that fluid construct becomes. That's the antithesis of claiming that you're born that way. And if you look at the actual documents that define these agendas, for example, critical race theory that's being promoted in our schools nationwide right now, they talk about standing against this gender normity. They don't want your children to believe that it's normal to be heterosexual, that it's normal to be cisgendered, meaning male or female, and that that's exactly who you are, created in the image of God, male or female. He created them. That's cisgender normity, and they are going to teach your kids that that's wrong, and they just told you. Dr. Everett Piper, I knew we'd take the whole segment with that one. We're going to have a short a little bit of time to talk about the other two on the other side of this time out, but we will. It, it does tie together. In your first comments, you're exactly right. It does tie together with cancel culture and critical race theory or critical theory uh, by itself. So we'll uh, dive into the rest of this after this time out on AM 1420, The Answer. Okay, it's 1023. Uh, we continue now with Dr. Everett Piper after a very interesting discussion of this agenda uh, and this open, brazen statement of the advancing of the agenda by converting your children. Let's talk about converting your children to a whole lot of other things. Dr. Piper, um, the National Education Association and the American Federation of Teachers, I believe they are the two largest teachers' unions, essentially have both issued statements saying, we will control what your kids learn, not you. And they will embrace critical theory, critical race theory, and perhaps other critical theories. People need to understand critical race theory isn't a, isn't a thing unto itself. Critical theory is Marxist in nature, cultural Marxism, and critical theory is at the core of it. They're in, in, instituting race as, as this particular portion of it is not the only portion of it. So they're saying that you don't have a say, mom, dad, Grandma, Grandpa, don't bother going to the school boards. We are the teachers. We are the teachers' teachers' unions, and we will decide what the curriculum is and what your kids learn. Dr. Piper, first of all, uh, what is your take on that extraordinary uh, sense of of uh, I, I don't even know how to describe what they what they what they are. I mean, they they seem to believe they are untouchable, that they are monolithic, they are in in full control. Number one, and then number two. What is your take on the idea of, of cameras in every classroom so that parents can see? This is something they would fight tooth and nail. But I heard one uh, commentator say, 
if we force our police officers to wear body cams and dash cams in order to watch and monitor every their every movement with citizens, how can we not ask the same of teachers to monitor their every movement with our children, our defenseless children in the classrooms? Take it away. Oh, there's so much here. Um, hubris. I mean, the word that I... That's the word. Thank you. The top, it's the word for this entire show. Um, hubris. These people are arrogant. They are smug. They are self-righteous. And they ha- the more power that they acquire, the more bold and in-your-face they're becoming. And this, the, the, the largest teachers' union in the United States, as you described it, which is exactly right, just told you that they will convert your children. That they are in charge and that your parenthood takes secondary status at best to their superior status of raising your children. They will take your kids and they will indoctrinate them into critical theory. And again, I repeat, critical theory is not just about race. It's not just about honoring the fact that black lives matter. They say in their own documents that critical race theory is about this mantling heteronormative cisgender culture it's about dismantling patriarchal culture it's about elevating the queering of the united states this is their language i'm not making this up and now they're telling you u.s parents have no say we're going to do this now that should Scare the heck out of all of you who are parents or grandparents or who are aunts and uncles. And I'm going to challenge all of you right now to the point I'm going to make you mad. And I'm going to do it from the context of the ivory tower is my life. I made my livelihood as an educator. I believe in education. I believe in the power that comes through understanding the truth and that the truth shall set you free. And then unless we have an educational establishment that pursues truth, we will not be a free people and a free culture. I believe in the beauty of the liberal arts because it liberates us. But the ivory tower is crumbled. It's an embarrassment. It's nothing but a pile of rubble today. Education is a joke, and it's your responsibility to get your kids out of this mess and recognize. I don't think putting a body cam on them is going to work. First of all, they're not going to permit it. Get your kids out of this mess. Send them someplace where they will be told that truth is true even if no one believes it and falsehood is false even if everyone believes it and that truth is true that's just the end of it and frankly that's a quote from Oz Guinness it's not even my words that is what we have to do today Bob is recognize these kids are ours God has entrusted us with nothing more sacred than our own children our progeny and that like Hitler warned us give me the textbooks and I will control the state yeah, and that, and that should send a chill down your spine. It does, and that's why I and many other people sitting in my, uh, you know, my chair and in my business and industry have been telling people demand the the, the lesson plans, demand the textbooks from teachers, from uh, principals, from superintendents, and then if necessary to the board. And moreover, if you don't like what you see or if you are denied the opportunity to see it, you have to take over the school boards. Now, I don't know about I don't know about Oklahoma, but here, here in Ohio, I've been discussing this with someone who is uh, very knowledgeable of the subject. There are uh, five members of every school board in every district in the state of Ohio, five members on each board, and every odd year, at least two or three of them are opened up for re-election or for a new person. Uh, this is an odd year. That means there are two, three, and if there are people who are not just you know termed out, but actually who just resign or leave, maybe four or five 
board seats are open in every single district here in the state of Ohio. This is how we take back the schools and protect those children that you just described, Dr. Piper. We've got to take over the boards. We've got to take over the school boards so that we have full and total control over what is being taught to our children in terms of curriculum uh, and in terms of textbooks. That's the only way to do it. Your last thought. Okay. What you just said is the most important thing you probably said in the last year, in my view. Agreed. And this Agreed. Is why. This is why. Anything other than doing what you just said is like putting a Band-Aid on cancer. You do not cure cancer by putting Band-Aids on it. You cure cancer by going to the source, and you excise the carcinogens that gave you the disease in the first place. You stop consuming them. And until we start realizing that these terrible ideas are carcinogens, that are destroying the souls of our kids and the soul of our country, we will not cure the disease. Dr. Piper, this has been one of our uh, more important conversations, I I think, and we're going to have to uh, follow up on it next week. Uh, Very important stuff. Thank you so much for your wisdom, as always, and we'll talk to you soon. Blessings. Bye-bye. Thank you, Doctor. All right. That's a lot of grist for the mill, wouldn't you say? The next half hour is yours. Um, a lot of what we just talked about with Dr. Piper I know will be uh, on your mind and then of course I just did the interview with uh, almost a full half hour interview with J.D. Vance Senate candidate if you would like to respond to any or all of that including the question of where you rank J.D. Vance in your primary field right now I want to hear from you after the news 216-901-0945 right here on The Authority story. There's the mainstream media side, and then there's the truth. You are experiencing the truth. The Bob France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. 24 minutes before the top of the hour. That means 24 minutes more of outstanding awesome. It's been uh, pretty awesome, I think, for the duration of the show thus far. A lot of important issues, and I uh, look forward to your thoughts on them at 216-901-0945-888-281-1110. What did you think of the J.D. Vance interview? Do you like him? Does he uh, does he have the conservative chops that you want for the next United States senator from the state of Ohio replacing Rob Portman? Do you believe him when he talks about changing his tune on Donald Trump? Uh, he was very critical of Donald Trump. Very critical of the campaign, very critical of his supporters back in 2016. Uh, he says he has been converted, essentially, saying watching Trump uh, make good on all of the promises that he did uh, was very important to him, and uh, said he is now basically fully aboard the America First uh, train, if you will. And, uh, and uh, he, you know, he, he's angling for the Trump endorsement, as he said. It will be very important uh, if he gives one at all for someone to get it, and it would be great. So do you believe him? Uh, do you think he's got what it, what it takes? We've talked to Josh Mandel a couple of times, talked to Mike Gibbons a couple of times, once as an endorsed candidate, or not an endorsed, once as a designated or, or declared candidate. Talked to Jane Timken. Uh, Going to talk to Bernie Moreno soon, I hope. But I want to know how you feel about it. 216-901-0945. Let's go to Ken, who's calling us not from Ohio, so he won't be casting a vote in this primary because he's in Minnesota. Hey, Ken, you're on the air. Go right ahead. Hello. 
Uh, I was skeptical of Trump, too, as a, as a person who was a former Democrat, and I will not be voting in Ohio, as you said, but I'm glad to also have been convinced by the Trump administration on the great job that our former president did. No question. I'm calling on a different issue, and okay. that is regarding woke becoming our state religion in America and the importance of us talking about science and talking about biology and talking about how male and female mammals have XX and XY chromosomes. We have surgeries now in which people can swap out various uh, body parts, but no one has yet been able to, to change their chromosomes. And so I think it's best for our rhetoric to talk about the science. Well, uh, you're obviously correct. Um, you cannot change what somebody is uh, at the chromosomal level. You can also not change what somebody is at the uh, anatomical level as it pertains to reproductive uh, um, systems and reproductive organs. Uh, they have yet to be able to implant a uterus into a male and say this is now a female carrying a child. Uh, what they can do is give actual females hormones to grow beards and then pretend to be men having babies. Uh, but you're right. The science is uh, very clear. Chromosomal science is clear. Biological, anatomical, physiological, it's all very evident. And genetic uh, science. The question is, how do they get so backwards on this when they're the ones screaming at us to accept science as our Lord and Savior when it comes to the climate change issue? Because woke is a religion. <laughs> and it's becoming our state religion. You're right. You're right. It really is. Uh, you know, and and sadly, I think that's happening all over this country, not just here in Ohio and not up where you are in Minnesota. But uh, that's the conundrum for me. And thank you for the call, my friend. You know how the the left proclaims to be the party of science when it comes to COVID and when it comes to climate change, but then how they completely and wholly ignore. Science when it comes to the trans issue, which is a non-issue because there is no such thing as a trans. There is such a thing as a male and a female. And if there are psychological issues that are causing problems for males and females, because either they feel like one or the other psychologically, or they feel like they are two people, or they feel like they're not a person at all, they're just a being, those are psychological issues that deserve and demand treatment not people affirming and supporting and going along with the psychological delusion and saying, yeah, let's change your body in as many drastic ways as we possibly can. So uh, I don't understand how they can be for science in one breath and against science in the other. I will tell you how we look at it from the conservative point of view. We are believers in science all the way through. And the science, unlike what Al Gore and his set would have you believe, is not settled on man-made global warming or climate change. And there are countless numbers of examples as to why. Most of them have been drummed, most of the people who, who pr present that information have been drummed out of the scientific community because of the politics behind the scientific community. Just like doctors, researchers all over the world have been telling you what you can do about COVID-19, but because it's not, do what we tell you to do, be in our control, stay home, wear a mask, don't go near other human beings, and then take this experimental drug cocktail that we are erroneously calling a vaccine upon our command. And the other doctors who say, no, there's another way, are drummed out of the, the medical community. 
We believe in science the whole way through. Prove it through science, and we'll believe it. They haven't proved global warming through science. They haven't proved COVID-19 vaccines or even COVID-19 uh, 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 infection of, uh, uh, how do I want to say it, uh, the, the avoidant... Uh, the ability to not become infected. I'm saying that very clumsily, and I apologize that, but you understand what I'm trying to say. Dealing with uh, the infectious nature of the COVID-19, uh, they haven't proven anything in terms of the science. The only thing that we do know uh, from a scientific standpoint among all of these issues is that there are two, two, spe- two uh, um, sexes in, in all mammals. And they are, as the caller just said, XX or XY chromosomes. They're male and they're female. Now, are there anomalies? Birth defects, like such as a human being being born with both uh, uh, sets of genitals, yes. Just like there are birth defects in which somebody is born with six fingers on one hand instead of five. Just like there are birth defects or anomalies in which children are born, born conjoined to one another. Sharing a kidney or sharing a, uh, you know, a lung or whatever the case might be. Sharing a brain. Yes, there are things that happen. Yes, there are birth defects. Yes, there are birth anomalies. That does not mean there are some sort of infinite number of genders or sexes. Science tells us so. Thank you for that call, Ken. Let's go to uh, Navy Man Norm in Strongsville. Navy Man, good morning. How are you, sir? I'm wonderful, Bob. Um, two things. J.D. Vance, I think, is a Johnny come lately and is only running because he wants to. Uh, he had a sudden epiphany about his words against Trump. And I'm not buying it. Uh, well, J.D. Vance was criticizing Donald Trump. Uh, Josh Mandel was serving his country in Afghanistan as a United States Marine. And my vote and my wife's vote are both going to Josh Mandel. As far as ranking Mr. Uh, J.D. Vance, I put him at the bottom of the pile, period. Really? My second? Below, yes. Hold on. Be- be- below uh, below uh, uh, Jane, I support the... Uh, I support the impeachment voting Anthony Gonzalez Timken. Uh, maybe a tie, maybe a tie with her. <laughs> okay, I'm a tough grader. Maybe I've got I've got no use whatsoever for Jane Timken as a candidate. I and think I, she would be. I think she would be. You know, she would be a Democrat in uh, uh, in uh, Republican clothing. I think she would be worse than Rob Portman in terms of conservatism. Uh, I think she's a disaster, and I don't think she's genuine. I don't think she's real. I think she's very, very phony, quite frankly. I don't get that sense with J.D. Vance the same way I do with Jane Timken. And as far as, and let me ask you this, uh, too, uh, Norm. You've been listening to me for a very long time. When Donald Trump made his announcement that he was going to run <clears throat> in 2015, the summer of 2015, I came on the air and said, oh, my God, another New York liberal, just what we need. We already have Hillary Clinton is going to be the nominee on the other side. We don't need another New York liberal to choose from. I said there's going to be two New York liberals because Donald Trump's career to that point had been very, very liberal. He was best buddies with the Clintons. He was very pro-abortion all the way up to the moment of birth and, and perhaps beyond. He said it has to be at any time. And and I was very much Ted Cruz. I was very much in support of a lot of other candidates until it became clear that he was going to be our nominee. And then I had to rally around. And I remember what I said in these airwaves, maybe you do too. Even if you're not fully for Donald Trump, you better be fully against Hillary Clinton. And a vote for Donald Trump is like a brick in the wall that he wants to build that will separate Hillary Clinton from ever getting to the White House. So I came around, and then over the last four years, I've been a huge cheerleader because everything he's done is what he said he would do, unbelievably, 
And he's been phenomenally successful for Americans, for conservatives, for the Constitution, for our military. So I guess that's a long way of asking you, Navy Man Norm, isn't it possible for somebody to have a conversion and be serious about it? It is. Uh, Look no further than St. Paul, who was Saul and got knocked off his horse by the Lord and had killed Christians. Uh, Yes, it is possible, and I do agree with it, but I don't know. There's just something about you are not running for office. Okay, You are a talk show host, and you report what you feel is, you know, uh, objectivity. Right. But this man is in the public forum, okay, and in the public eye, and I think his weight probably carried a little more, or his words carried a little more weight than yours at the time because, you know, he's uh, a celebrity per se, and you're, you know, you are in the greater Cleveland area, although now you're getting to be national, of course. But, no, I do agree with that. But I, there's, I don't know. I, maybe it's just because I like Josh Mandel better. I've met him personally. I met his mom and dad. Oh, and, that, and that's fine, by the way. You're, you're allowed to like whoever you want and support whoever you want. I just want to get all of the real information out there before people make the decisions. I'm not trying to convince anybody. I would say in the interest of making sure that people make informed decisions, what you said about Josh Mandel out there serving our country, J.D. Vance is also a Marine who served in Iraq. So he served. He, oh. Hello. What in the heck was that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he he and he and Josh both have the 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 honor of having served as Marines in this uh uh to in serving this country. So I give them both that, you know. Like I said, my 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 goal here is to make sure everybody knows who these people are, ask them the tough questions, uh see how they respond to them and let people make their decisions. So that's one of those things that I think people should know is that he was also a Marine. Okay, before you uh <clears throat> before I run off, I just want to say one thing that's going to sure. wrap your head in duct tape. Uh, All the masses at my local Catholic church this past weekend, 4th of July, Mm -hmm. the choir people were instructed, no patriotic songs. No patriotic songs. Uh, You know how well that sat with me. I can imagine. I can imagine. Uh, this, this This coming weekend, I intend, along with several of my other people, at the end of the Mass, when this particular priest is walking down the aisle, we're going to break into God Bless America. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I'll keep you posted. I hope somebody is videotaping that. Guess somebody needs to get a phone out when that happens, because I don't want to just hear about it. I want to hear it, and I want to see it, and I want to make, it sure, make sure it ends up in Tucker Carlson's hands, because I want to see I that think, on the air. I will definitely make sure that. I don't know whether this came from the diocese, because I heard other churches had the same instructions while other ones celebrated uh, with America the Beautiful and God Bless America, but I'm going to get to the bottom of it one way or the other, and I will make sure that somebody videos this on the phone. All right. Thank you, Norm. I appreciate it, sir. God bless. All right. There's Navy Man Norm. I hope he does that. Did you see, by the way, I'm sure you did, it went viral, um, the spontaneous breaking out into song at a, at a Walmart. I can't remember what city it was in, but it was at a Walmart, and uh, there was just one citizen one shopper for reasons unknown maybe because he is sick and tired of seeing and hearing so many of the things that we hear about our country being denigrated just started singing the national anthem at the top of his voice and pretty soon everyone stopped somebody pulled out the camera that's the reason i said that to norm somebody pulled out the camera and recorded it everybody stopped what they're doing they stopped ringing up items at the registers they stopped taking things off of the shelves They stopped loading their carts. 
people stood there and sang along with him. It was a remarkable thing to behold. And it's such an important thing to remind us that the Cory Bushes and the AOCs and the Maxine Waters and those who hate this country are not this country. We at our core are patriots. We at our core are conservative constitutionalists. We at our core believe in law and order and right and wrong. And we believe in the greatness of America. And that was a great example of it. So, Navy Man Norm, do your thing at your church and make sure it gets on film. We need to see that. 10.50, we'll take a quick time out. Come right back with more calls on AM 1420, The Answer. Okay, 10.53, got time for a few more phone calls before the top of the hour. We missed a couple of great interviews today, by the way. If you did not hear them, uh, J.D. Vance and Dr. Everett Piper, you're going to want to listen to both of those at whkradio.com. Click on the podcast page, go to my face and name, and you'll uh, you'll be able to listen. Rick is in Illyria. Hey, Rick, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Go ahead, sir. Hey. Hi, Bob. Hey, i got a question in regard to the current uh, version of the coronavirus. Why do they call it the Delta virus? The Delta variant. I don't know. To be honest with you, I haven't looked into it that much because I don't care. Uh, I don't know why, why the word Del- what the word Delta refers to. Well, the reason why <clears throat> what I had heard was because it kind of mutated in Delta, India. And if that's the case, if that's true, then if it's okay to call it Delta because <laughs> it uh, mutated in India, why is it wrong to call it Wuhan, irregardless of whether it was from a lab or a wet market? Well, it, you, well, it, is, well, the, it did. Go ahead. Pardon. No, I was going to say it does matter whether it was a lab or a wet market, uh, but you're right to the point about the fact that it originated, originated in China makes it the China virus. There's no question about it. And, and you know, nobody ever had, thanks for the call, nobody ever had a problem with calling the 1918 flu that spread around the world this pandemic the Spanish flu because it originated in Spain. So it, there's no, you know, the left is just looking for something to complain about, calling us racist if we recognize that communist China was responsible for something. I'll tell you how I feel about it. If this thing came from a lab in Brooklyn, New York, I would be just fine if they called it the Brooklyn flu or the Brooklyn virus all around the world. It is what it is, and that's how it should be identified. And if the Delta variant originated in in uh, uh delta india then then by all means that's exactly what they should call it thank you my friend i appreciate it uh let's go to uh where i seem to have lost my phone screen uh let's pull it back up fred in cleveland hi fred you're on the air go ahead sir hi bob i would just like to uh give your listeners a little information okay. uh, i've known josh mandel for 30 years i have a relative who was a colleague of his and Josh Mandel is a swamp dweller, and he will say or do anything to get elected. Every so, time I so, see him on TV, the first words out of his mouth are, oh, I love Trump. I support the Trump agenda. I'm against all the Republicans in the House and the Senate that are uh, rhinos. I, I just cannot get over it. 
I know the who, man. Who do you who do you like then, if I may, uh, uh, Fred? Who who is your favorite in this uh, in this uh, primary thus far? You know, I, I, Vance, possibly. You know, if he can come clean with his Trump uh, problems, but I, I just, you know, I don't. What, know what about what about Mike Gibbons? What about Mike Gibbons or uh, Bernie Moreno? I don't know a ton about either of them. I think I would like Moreno more. Uh, but I don't know. This whole political system is crazy. And if Kucinich gets in, if Kucinich gets in, it will be Cleveland coming full circle because the reason we don't have a waterfront is because of Dennis Kucinich. And if he gets in there again, it'll be a full circle of why Cleveland is the way it is. I appreciate it, my friend. Thank you so much for the phone call. There's uh, there's Fred who says, no Josh Mandel, but he doesn't know who he likes yet. Matthew in Medina. And by the way, people need to get to know Mike Gibbons. Mike Gibbons is a great man, a great story, too. A rags to riches businessman who made his own way, and his story is one that I think will be told as well. Matthew, I'm sorry, sir. Go right ahead. You're on the air. Uh, good morning, Bob. Good morning. Yesterday, I uh, had to go to the doctor for a checkup, so then she sent me over to have some blood work done. Well, I went into radiology, and I went in, the girl took the blood, and I came back out. And the place had a lot of people sitting in it. I don't know what they were doing there, but they probably had to have blood work done. But anyhow, they're all sitting there, and their chins were about to fall on the floor because they're all sitting there doom and gloom. And I I jacked them up. I hey, folks, don't be so quiet. It won't be long before the United States comes back. I says, God bless America and God bless everyone in this room. And I walked out. Well, I'll tell you what, Matthew, I love the optimism. Thank you for the phone call. Thank you for the message. And I'm sure they appreciated the message as well. Not sure what they were doom and gloom about, but if it was America, I'm sure you helped alleviate some of that. And by the way, you're right. You're right. And it will happen sooner rather than later as long as we protect the integrity of the vote. Because by this time next year, we'll be on our way to a massive, massive red wave in taking back both the House of Representatives and the United States Senate. But we got to keep plugging along. we got to keep working at, it, working at it, which we will do tomorrow on the next Bob France Authority. Stay where you are for Mike Gallagher. Stay here all day for the best conservative news talk in the business. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Enjoy the silence.